It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about a new head coach for football and a tough loss to an old rival. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Andrew Cowie, and our guest today is the Sentinel Tribune's Thomas Schmelz. Thomas, thanks so much for coming on the program. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And Thomas, I'll get you started on this one. Syracuse hiring Dino Bapers away from Bowling Green to be its 30th head coach. You are the beat writer for Bowling Green Athletics. What kind of coach is the Orange getting? You're going to get a guy who uh, he really he he, uh, he brings a lot of energy to wherever he is. I know I, I don't necessarily like when people you know talk about somebody bringing a lot of energy. I think it's pretty cliche, but it's really true. You know, you're going to see a lot of passion in the guy. Uh, he's going to bring a lot of fire, and um, you know he's a winner. He likes to win. Uh, doesn't take losing lightly, and um, you know he's going to bring some exciting style of play. And um, you know he's just going to bring a guy who uh, who who really is uh, passionate about what he does. You just talked about the passion. Tell me about the product that we're going to see on the field, especially on the offensive end. Yeah, it's a uh, you know easy way to describe it. It's fast. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the what the final stats ended up this year, but you know they're they're somewhere in the range of about 18 seconds between plays. So you know they're uh, they're uh, very up tempo. It's an offense that's really predicated on high percentage throws. Um, you know, with a, a more run pass balance than it's perceived, but it's just go go go, and then you hit for the long play here and there. So. Scoring a lot of points in, in short amounts of time is uh, really what he likes to do, um, but it's something that it really takes time for to be able to implement that system in. Uh, you know, we saw it for two years here, and as soon as he got here, he said it'll take you know until the second year, about the fourth, fifth game before uh, you really see things start to click on a really consistent basis offensively. Now, certainly everyone knows about Dino Bapers on the offensive side of the ball, but tell me about his defensive philosophy. Yeah, um, well, Dino doesn't have his hands on too much with the defense. Um, you know, he's still hire coordinator and let him really run with it. Um, not sure who it'll be over there. I don't know that he'll bring many defensive guys with him this year, Cures, but, um, you know, they uh, they struggled. You know, it's hard to say with, with the defense, you know, when – his offense is running 85, 90, 95 plays a game. The defense is on the field that much more. So the stats are kind of already going to be, um, you know, have kind of a negative connotation, I guess, from Dino's defenses um, because they're on the field so much. Um, you know, this year, last year they really struggled in his first year. Uh, he made a he made a change and brought in a new defensive coordinator and. You know, they really seem to grasp things uh, uh, nicely. But, you know, you'll learn quickly that he's all about scoring points, and as long as he scores one more point than the other team, he doesn't care how many huh. he allows. Well, tell me about a typical attribute of a skill player in the Dino Bapers offense. Sure. Um, you know, we haven't seen a lot of uh, of his recruits, um, really any. Um, you know, all the guys that played this year offensively were Dave Clawson recruits. Uh, from before when he left in 2013, 
but you know, all these guys and, and they they all fit into his into Dino system perfectly. So um, all these guys are they're quick, they're versatile. Um, you know, some of the receivers are good size, you know, six two, six three guys. Um, but he just looks for guys who are able to to grasp things, um, are willing to learn, are, are good communicators, and are really able to do things on a consistent basis. Not be you'll hear this a lot. He doesn't want guys to be um, occasionally great. He wants them to be consistently good. So he really looks for consistency at every position. You know, Thomas, I look up and down this Bowling Green roster and I see a lot of Ohio and I see a lot of Florida. I don't see a lot of recruits from the Northeast, specifically New York and New Jersey. Do you think that Vapors is going to have to retain one of the assistants or maybe hire a new assistant that knows Northeast better to really keep in those Syracuse strongholds? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'd be surprised not to see at least one or two guys carry over from the current staff or at least guys who have Northeast ties, I guess. Because um, to my knowledge, he hasn't really recruited their area uh, in his career. You know, you look at where he's been uh, throughout his you know, long career in college football, and it's primarily been south or west. So um, I believe uh, Bowling Green's as far east as he's been. Oh, I think that he was at Pitt for a couple of years, but he hasn't really recruited the Northeast, so yeah, I would expect to see um, him bring in or retain somebody who has those Northeast ties. Thomas, we'll get you out of here on this one. Dino Bapers was at Bowling Green for two years. Tell me your favorite memory during this time. <laughs> I spent a lot of time thinking about this. <laughs> um, he's a witty fella. He's a um, quick on his feet, but I was. Uh, here, I don't know how it'll be there, but here his practices were um, were open to the media. So we, uh, I rolled into practice one day, probably, uh, we were probably midway through or so, and uh, right in the middle of an 11 on 11 drill, and, you know, he's on the field behind the offense, directing things, calling out plays and uh, everything, and I'm walking up the practice field. Um, he starts yelling at me, just my name, just, hey, Thomas, hey, Thomas. And I, they're in the middle of a drill, so I don't think he's even talking to me. Um, so I kind of ignore him, and he just keeps yelling. Hey, Tom. <laughs> I finally look up, and he calls me over, middle of the practice field. So I go, you know, whatever. Okay, coach. I come out to the middle of the field, and he just starts talking to me about, I think this is a, a story you need to write right here. You know, he starts pitching story ideas to me in the middle of practice. Um, he's just... Uh, uh, he's an interesting guy, but he's really fun to be around once you get to know him and once he really begins to uh, you know, gain that trust and, and everybody out there, uh, I think you guys will have a, a good time with him. Thomas, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate your time. Again, Thomas Schmelz from the Sentinel Tribune. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Great stuff from Thomas, and I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Senior College Basketball Analyst and 2003 National Champion, Andrew Cowie. Andrew, how are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Well, Andrew, I guess I could be a little bit better because Syracuse losing 79-72 to Georgetown over the weekend. Coach Hopkins' first game as head coach, what did you think of the job that he did? You know, it's, it's always a little bit of a transition because as an assistant, you're a little bit more probably trying to help boost the ego or the confidence of the players because Beheim could be maybe more critical or, or you know, hey, you're not doing this. So now 
Klopp has to kind of transition that role of of in terms of being assistant to head coach, and it just kind of take a couple of games in terms of I think everybody kind of getting comfortable uh, from his perspective and from a player's perspective. But I didn't see. Uh, I thought I thought he did a great job, and I had no doubt he would. You know, Andrew, one of the biggest differences I saw between Coach Hopkins and Coach Beheim was the way that Coach Hopkins used his rotation. And he really used Daywan Coleman more. You know, in the first half, minus nine on the boards. In the second half, plus three on the boards. And a lot of that had to do with the minutes that Daywan Coleman was getting. Do you see him getting more minutes going forward? See, uh, throughout the year with this team is that it's going to be matchup based. Um, someday, I think some games Coleman will play a lot. Obviously, it was you know Hayes was was crushing us down um, down below, and just Tyler is just not a center. He's not a true center. He's not a big body to really can muscle someone like a Hayes out of there. So uh, we needed Coleman, and, and he did a good job. You know, another guy that I liked off the bench was Franklin Howard. Four points, four rebounds, two assists. I think he did a really nice job. Absolutely, I, I do think the coaching staff is high on Howard. You know, he's a freshman and. Uh, freshman point guard and I, I think it's just going to take they want to give him some minutes and get him some confidence get, get it comfortable with just playing big time basketball and he, he got in there for again 13 minutes you know he's a really intelligent player really good passer Beheim and Hop both like point guards that high, that have an intelligence that are, that are high and that can kind of control a game and I think as as Frank gets more comfortable uh, playing playing that that will that will come through uh, to fans. I think fans will start seeing that more. So hopefully, um, Hop continues to have confidence in Frank and continues to put him in there because uh, I think he can be an asset because of his athleticism, his just uh, command of the game, and the more he learns with the two-three zone, I think uh, you know the more we're going to see minutes out of him. You know, Andrew, back before the season started, we were doing a podcast with Tim Welsh, and before the show, you and I were talking, you said, well, you know, I need five, six games to really assess how Syracuse is going to do this year. So, we're eight games into the season, you're always spot on with your predictions. Tell me what you think of the Syracuse team this year. You know, it's going to, it's, I think this is going to be a, a team, as I talked before, where it's going to be really game by game. I think... Um, you look at it, Wisconsin, Georgetown were not good matchups for us. I think teams that are really good defensively, really good at helping out um, in terms of we uh, defense is going to give us problems. You know, Georgetown in the first half was phenomenal on defense in terms of they look like a Duke defense in terms of helping out, always closing out, and which made tough shots. The reason we weren't making shots is that they're tough shots to make. And that's gonna that's gonna that's not good for us. Any teams I think that we play that are a little bit more wide open, free flowing offense, we're we're an offensive team that can shoot, get up and down. And I think it's gonna be matchup by matchup, which is gonna be a little bit inconsistent. Unfortunately, I think we're gonna have our highs and our lows throughout this season. It's, it could change game by game. So it's really I think it's kind of unpredictable. I think I think we can't go and say hey, we're gonna have 25 wins or we're gonna have 19 wins. I think it's just going to be game by game, which, you know, leaves can, can be a little bit more fun, a little bit more nerve-wracking when we're watching games, but uh, that's the way I think it's going to be. Andrew, I don't think any Syracuse fan wants nerve-wracking, but I guess we're going to have to take it. We're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Uh, my closing uh, thoughts for fans is I think with Coach Hop uh, at the helm these next, I guess, eight games now, you know, a little bit of a non-conference and uh, conference games, is uh, for Syracuse fans to kind of soak it in. You know, this, I think, will be our coach for the next 20, 25 years. I know Beheim says 
you know, he's retiring three years, but you know that could be two years. You never know. And so I think, I think we got to just watch the games and and not try to say, oh, how's he doing? Just 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 kind of soak it in and and look forward to what this could be for the next uh, twenty to twenty five years, hopefully. Wouldn't it be nice to have Mike Hopkins for 20 to 25 years? And, Andrew, I'm going to go back for my closing thoughts for the football team. You know, Thomas Schmeltz mentioned at the top of the show that Dino Bapers really doesn't recruit in the Northeast, so he should keep wide receivers coach Bobby Acosta. He's been excellent in restoring Syracuse's ability to recruit in New Jersey and Florida, and I know that Bapers typically keeps his assistant coaches with him, but he should make a couple exceptions. One of them should be Acosta. That's it for us for Andrew Cowie. This is Wes Chang reminding you that a man knocked on my door and asked for a small donation toward the local swimming pool, so I gave him a glass of water. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV podcast network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.